Hello and welcome to... Sorry. What? You just yelled. Okay, I'll have to start again now. <laughs> Keep that in. Hello. And what? <laughs> I can't believe you just cut me off with the first syllable. You yelled. Hello. Shh. <laughs> We we have to talk. It's a podcast. No, but the baby's asleep. <laughs> Welcome to another episode of What on Earth Are We Doing? The week. No. D- Hang on. <laughs> what are you saying? Let me do it again. The fortnightly podcast about the planet with you, Josh, and me, Beth. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. <laughs> Great. This week we are talking about. Star. That was really good. Yeah. Are you okay? Corker of an opening. How did you not know how to introduce our podcast? Unfathomable, that's yeah. what that was. Yeah. <clears throat> How's your fortnight been? How's my fortnight been? Yeah. Okay. Middling. Yeah, you don't like it when you're not working. You turn into a well, little get... sloth. No, well. Just... But this is so, so unfortunate, Josh, because your job is peaks and troughs. And in, and the, in troughs, the troughs, you could get loads of housework done. And yet. But I have little pockets, but then I don't. And then you just sort of stare into space and go, oh, I'm not working. And then when I'm, you're... Oh, such a miserable little boy. <laughs> <laughs> and then when you are working, you're like, oh, I want a break. <laughs> I don't know, I don't. No, like, no, usually because your contracts are long and by the end of your contract, you're like, oh, I'm so ready for a break. Mm. It's because you're either on or off. It sounds like I am... Always grass is greenering, which is a terrible character flaw of mine. You are a little bit like that. Am I? Mm, I wouldn't say it's a massive character flaw. I just think you do. Sounds like one when we talk about it out loud. No, you're just always like, oh, I'm looking forward to the, the next thing. Okay. But I think I think um, you and I are similar in that. It was an observation I made today in my one-to-one at work. Oh, yeah? Yeah. You were thinking about me? I was thinking about myself, because it was my one-to-one. I should hope so. But um, I observed that you're quite similar in that we like new things. That actually comes uh, quite handy for... That wasn't even English. <laughs> comes quite handy. <laughs> comes quite in handy <laughs> for today's uh, subject of stuff and new things. So, but no, I just feel like um, we're a bit like, what's next? What's new? Bam, bam, bam. Yeah. And uh, we're not very good at... I think there are two types of people. Being present in the moment. Yeah, there, there's the sort of people who really don't like change and the people who sort of relish it and need it. I hate change, though. Well, do you? Do I, though? Yeah, it's a good question. Yeah. Uh, this is turning into a lifestyle podcast. Yeah. And that is not okay, well, I'll, the genre. I'll we park my <laughs> minor existential crisis for once we've finished recording. Yeah, and what you need to do, really, if you if you want something to keep you nice and busy mm. and fresh... Go on. ...is do the baby's room. All right. I will. No, I, no. We went to Ikea and we bought a giant rug. Ooh. And you need to lay the rug on the floor. I do. But in order to do that, because do the room it. doesn't have carpet. There's a lot of other things that need to be done. That room is full of stuff. Stuff. Hence today's podcast episode. There you go. Just so you can see the, the, the brain connections as to how we arrived at this week's mm, topic. Mm. Really, it was just a way for us to process our own life. <laughs> Yes, this is therapy. This is <laughs> welcome to Josh and Beth therapy <laughs> about and the amount of stuff. I do feel I have a few things to say on last 
fortnight's episode. Oh, you want to have a little moment of reflection? Mm, if you will. Um, I will. Was your wat wat about the milk last episode? Or was it an episode before? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was. Well, my cousin texted me to say that she did exactly the same thing. Wah. Yeah. Um, a full-on glass of milk bottle on the floor. She was wearing flip-flops. Whole disaster. It's a very tricky time. So she said she definitely felt for you in that moment. I mean, thank you. Um, she also said about what what is the point, effectively, in doing these little things? And where is the line between, like, big business and and individual change which i think we've sort of briefly touched on a few times but haven't really fully addressed and i think i just wanted to address it because i think i just wanted to make it very clear so last fortnight's episode was on carbon footprint if you haven't listened to it and it was very much about individual action and it was like oh fly less and da 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 da, da. it's it's worth saying that there are people with private jets and that there are massive companies, um, oil and gas companies that are profit, profiting? Profiting. That doesn't sound like the right word. And there does need to be legislative change. And policy change. And policy change. Yeah. From Because it's not just, or it can't, it's, it should never really be all on the consumer. No, the and things like... Um, produce- Which is not to undermine the, the, the importance of doing those little things, but... Yeah, no, no, and and what I said back to her was, for sure, um, we there needs to be systemic change. Things do need to change, and there do there does need to be like caps on um, businesses. Well, depends what political stance you have, but I I personally think there should be caps on businesses who are because we're going to run out of resource. You can't just keep. There will eventually be no more oil and gas. And you can't keep mining the earth. So there does need to be... So just just wanted to say that there does need to be... Um, not that people are going to stop trying. No, of course they're not. Ugh, people, the worst. But I think there's something to be said also for our attitude, as in um, us human beings, us in the West, our kind of approach to things. And that's why I think... Just changing the mentality. Yeah, exactly. Um and that is very sort of against how society is and and uh, how our society is set up. So that was the stuff because I think we can just think, and we did touch on this, I think, in the plastics episode about buying your way out of the problem because that's just what's been marketed at us our whole lives. Like, oh, buy this and buy that and pay for this and pay for that and you'll, like, all of your problems will be solved. Mm. So it stands to reason that people would think they can buy their way out of the climate crisis. Um, I mean that with, you know, in sincerity, I think people genuinely think, oh, if I buy bamboo toothbrushes or I buy Tupperware, this will all go away. Um, But I do think we need a bit of a sort of culture change away from stuff. Yeah. It also makes me think about like people genuinely believing that they, it's hard because you don't want to like, things like switching to a bamboo toothbrush are a really good thing or, or, or you know, reusable straws. But like, it's almost like businesses are convincing people they're doing all that they need to do in exactly. order to do the thing. Which, which is my is, qualms which is about recycling. Which is, isn't it really? I don't Have think we talked mi- about the Coca-Cola thing? On the podcast before, or was it, was it a different conversation I was having with someone? No, I don't know what you were going to say. About, <clears throat> I think 
I don't know if I'm getting this wrong about the like recycle. Please recycle me on the cap of the on the caps or or something. It was basically like um, the owners, like Coca Cola, were one of the first companies to like put the onus on the the what? consumer to do something about their packaging. Well, of course, you know the big corporation could just say we're going to not use this resource anymore. Yeah, exactly. And instead, they specifically make. That you know they've targeted their wording and their whatever mm. on on the individual to make you feel guilty if you put it in the bin, or that's or your you, responsibility, or, that you don't, or that mm. it's your responsibility to do something about it. Yeah. But actually, it should be happening at the manufacturing level, right? Extended producer responsibility. Yes, we were talking about that this week. Yeah, that's what that means. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, for sure. So I think, um, and this is not to say that we don't, you know, need things and things aren't great. And I think if you are the owner of a small business and you're listening to this, um, this is not a dig at you at all. Because, I mean, it's the tension between operating in a, in society and not, you know, completely cutting yourself off the grid or whatever, and also finding a way to do that in a sustainable fashion. Because um, we do need to buy certain things, and it is, and there are some things in life that are beautiful. In fact, I did that. Uh, I quoted to a friend yesterday that William Morris quote. Oh yeah, which uh, one? Um, I hope this is right. I'm going to have to check it later. But don't have anything in your home that isn't beautiful or useful. Oh yeah, I think that's. Roughly I'm pretty what sure that's is. William Morris, and I think that's lovely because we can't. I know that there are some people, and we've got some people who are good friends of ours that listen to the podcast who are minimalists, and that's lovely. Um, and a lot of those um, sort of practices of not having a lot of stuff does cross over um, into sort of sustainability. Hmm. But I don't think it's fair. I think you can still, you know, have art and decorative and sentimental and sort of trinkety things in your house um and in your life and still be as be sustainable so it's that it's that latin can't remember what the latin is but i remember what the english translation is which is art for art's sake ah that's what art should be yeah so the pause was i was I was thinking of a Latin phrase from a book i read but I'm thinking about some other latin i'm gonna find out yeah. what the latin is now i'm intrigued yeah. Arts for what do you mean art for art's sake? Well, it, it was just like it, like the having something because it's beautiful. Say, yeah, I want to say it's, it comes from a it's a slogan, like a yeah, it is MGM, the film company. Oh, their motto is "Ars great grash." Wait, it's all right. Latin hasn't been spoken in so many years. You can pronounce it however you like. Ars gratia artis which means art for art's sake. And that was their motto, you know, with the lion mm. thing underneath. It says that. And the idea is okay. that that <clears throat> is that the, by definition, art should have no other function other than to be art and therefore be beautiful and therefore, you know. Well, if whatever, which is quite nice. And I, and I, you know, as a very creative household, I think it's important to have things that are simply there to be beautiful art. and appreciated yeah that and i looked up this william morris quote and it is have nothing in your houses that you do not know to be useful or believe to be beautiful yeah and it's yeah one or the other as opposed to both though some things are both some things is, are useful and beautiful like you. like ah uh, <laughs> my example was going to be the clock on the wall and you went all deep and said me <laughs> 
You are useful and beautiful. As are you. you. Live in my house. Um, yes, yes. Our clock. That, that oh, we've got a new addition to our living space. It's actually not new. <laughs> it's been it's been in our house for like two years, almost two years. Yeah, I I bought it from a market in Germany. You guys tell people what it is. They can't see it. This is an audio. No, I was starting medium. with where I got it from. It but is, as someone with a very short attention span, it's one of those crocheted um, macrame. Pl- ma- is that what it is? Yes, yeah, macrame cool. plant hangers. Um, so so you hang it from the ceiling and then you put your plant pot in it, and. Yeah, but I would argue that that's not useful. It's just beautiful. You don't need that, do you? Yeah. A plant could have just sat there. It didn't need to be hanging in that yes, thing. Yes, it is Ars Gratia Artis. <laughs> okay. Right. Very chaotic start to the podcast, but um, all of that to say. All of that to say. Well, this, I mean, it's all about stuff. Yeah. And I guess it's, you know, it's sort of starting with the for balance that we often end with. Yeah, exactly. Is that... We're not anti-stuff. No, no, no. We're, no, we're definitely not anti-stuff. But I think I also wanted to talk about this one because um, I have just become a tiny bit addicted to vintage. And I realised that that's not the point. Well, I feel like I, I've just gone, I've just crested that wave and I've come out the other side. Yeah, but you were addicted to it for yourself. Yeah, yeah. I am addicted to it for our daughter. That's better though. It's like more is it? that's a more noble cause, isn't it's it? It's not. Like, I'm doing it for the children. No. I'm doing it purely selfishly. Yeah, you and your fleeces. No, well, actually, if we're gonna talk about stuff, mm. you've got a lot of stuff. I don't have a lot of stuff. Objectively, have you stuff. have a lot of stuff. I have stuff. a lot of jumpers. Mm. Do here's a question. Do you think we have too much stuff? And if we do, yeah, no, we, what stuff is it? Stuff is not very specific. I think we have too much stuff mm. in some areas. Mm. Some of the stuff that we have, I'm aware that it's too much, but I still like it. Mm. I like that we have a lot of books and plays in our house. I don't think we have too many of those, so that's fine. Some would argue. Some people that's would too think much we have stuff. too many books and plays. Right. We need them for our but life's purpose. I like it. Because of its culture. Yeah, yeah, agreed. Right. I think that we probably have too many little gadgets and gizmos in the kitchen. A hundred percent agree. The like kitchen little, is too full of stuff. Bits. Well, only, yeah. Yeah. So we probably do have too few. And I also think we have too many fleeces in this house. Look. <laughs> <laughs> we also have too much paperwork. <clears throat> Was I have two? Well, my other issue there is, is that much there is around. random stuff in our loft. Yeah, well, do we don't talk about the loft? The loft is hideous, apart from our recent trip to IKEA, which sort of amended a th- an eighth of the loft. Wow. Now looks good. Um, right, I also feel like we should address what stuff has to do with the planet. From a non yes, we touched on minimalism, but. Oh, actually, in relation sort of on following on from last week about carbon, is that all things, secondhand or not, are going to have a carbon and a waste impact at- attached to them. And I sort of can't get over. You mean like when they eventually end up? No, both both parts of their lifestyle. So, for example, that thing I ordered from Vinted today, which the whole world doesn't need to know about. Right. Um, sounds dodgy. It was, it was a bra. <laughs> yeah, thank 
you for sharing. <laughs> you made it sound so much more ominous than it actually was. <laughs> I think you can buy weird things on Vinted. Anyway, yes, I bought a bra on Vinted. Um, so I didn't want to pay full price. But it came in a plastic packet. Mm. I know you can like reuse them, but the amount of things that we're buying on Vinted... You're come, buying on Vinted. I am buying on Vinted small children's clothing. It's coming in like those plastic packaging. Um, I think there needs to be a drive from like, sites, particularly like sites like Vinted, Depop, any kind of like sell, sell your own, even Etsy and stuff. A real drive eBay. from the owners to be like, as in from those companies rather than the individual vendors mm. to be like, really do try and think about your packaging because a lot of people will just like bulk buy those plastic things with the adhesive strip. Whereas I when I when, when I've sold stuff on Vinted, I'm like, put it in a couple of plastic bags, paper tape it up, jobs are good at Well, even like a jiffy bag or like, like... Stuff that I've already got. I would not be going out to buy more packaging. bag. No, There's normally an old padded envelope that we've got lying around. So many. Yeah. Yeah, so there's going to be an impact when it comes into your life um, and there's going to be an impact when it leaves and I do think that part of the problem we have with um basically is consumerism but I didn't want to call the episode consumerism because I thought that would put people off so it's called stuff we're talking about consumerism um it's that it's that mentality of more and more and more and more and more Mm. is what is sort of killing the planet alongside big business as we've discussed but and the the mentality of more and more and more and more and more does actually come from big business and marketing. Yeah, well, it comes from the entire uh, industry of business being based around find a niche, mm. find something that doesn't exist that will make the consumer's life easier and then make money from it. Yes, but... Right? All, uh, the entire program of Dragon's Den is based around... I've come what up do they call idea. that in America? It's got a different name. Uh... Shark Tank. Yes. There you go. Um, I think. Yeah. Um, come up with an, a, a business idea that somebody hasn't come up with, a product m- more often than not. And then, oh, yeah, great. We can definitely, you know, hoodwink up, you know, millions of consumers into thinking that they definitely need this thing in their life. You know, 100 yes. grand for 5% equity of your business like that whole program yeah, yeah. is based around like yeah yeah find a niche and then you'll be yeah, the but, next entrepreneur but it's not it's not just and I don't I agree and uh, I am I am all for business and all for people self-starting I'm not anti that and I agree with that but I was listening to an audiobook today uh, uh, actually a Christian one nothing to do with the planet but it was very interesting because talking about busyness and marketing and it said the difference between the mar- marketing sort of techniques in like the 60s and 70s versus now it's like find the niche and then tell people that their life is not complete without it yeah so that so it's not whereas like the mark how marketing used to be was like convince people that this is the best product on the market Mm. so it's no longer that is not the technique that's used it's no longer like this is the best thing on the market right the technique is you, your life is not complete without it. No, you and your life you is, haven't won yet. <laughs> you, you are missing something. Right. Rather than like, oh, this is the best thing. It's a very interesting distinction, isn't it? It is, yeah, because I think, oh, this is the best thing in the market. You can go, well, I don't need that. Whereas the new sort of new, I say new as in like the last 50 years, ploy of like, oh, your life is, is, not, is not complete without this thing. This thing will improve your life. This thing will make your life better. 
it sounds very lovely and I get the I get the intention behind it but we there's just too much in this world we can't have everything mm. can you, you think like you, if imagine if you fell for that with everything you're marketed to like oh I must go on every holiday and consume every meal and buy every item of clothing and every cleaning product yeah every plug-in air freshener and then it just makes you I think it, you there is the worry that you're quite discontent which is what sort of I have noticed about myself I'm like oh well when we do this I'll feel better and oh when we do this I'll feel when we get that and when we but it also then, it also then creates a whole Sorry, my head's now in plug-in air freshness. But um, what about it, plug-in air freshness? Well, no, like it just create, then creates an entire like, false layer of the world that says, you know, is your washing really clean unless it smells like synthetic yes. lavender? And you're like, well, where's that come from? And now it was so it's so in, ingrained in our culture that we have to have synthetic floral fabric softener, have you? That that. You know, it's almost like we associate that with clean, and then if you don't have that, then you're dirty. You're dirty. Yeah, yeah, it's true. But that's oh gosh, my brain's like now sparking. Tip of the iceberg. Something. Yeah, exactly. But the the point is, it's it's like the antithesis of a simple life, isn't it? And we all know, like as we've discussed before, that a simple life is what's got a lower carbon footprint, but it's also better for your mental and physical health and your finances. Yeah. Like, so much better. And one of the things I've really been thinking about recently, especially where we live, for those in the UK, we live in, like, Stacey Solomon territory. Um, and it's her daughter's, youngest daughter's first birthday. And bless the woman. I love her programme, Sort Your Life Out. And she does a lot of great DIY. But, and obviously she's a celebrity and she's wealthy. I was looking at her Instagram and there was, like, candles she'd made a giant cupcake out of a bin i need to show you this but later but it's like that out big of a bin yeah not an edible one no like a, like a decorative yeah cupcake. you you know how like really rich oh you know when we went to new york when we got married yeah. and like just 10 years ago like though they had giant like baubles and giant nutcrackers and giant oh, sure. like like what you'd expect on the front of like Hamleys. Yeah, 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 like a window display. A window type. display. Yeah. Well, it seems to be all the rage that people now have a window display in their house. Why? What? As as like is, it, is that an actual thing? Yes. I'm going to get it up so John oh. knows what we're talking about. Yeah. Um, other people I'm sure know what we're talking about. Like party decorations. So you like do like a look at this. I'm like showing a living room in Stacey Solomon's giant. So she's bin bought all of that stuff. Yeah, she's bought a bin. All the plastic. She's bought a foam pool noodle. What else is that? But surely this goes against everything that she talks about on her program, doesn't it? She's an odd mix. Yeah, and she's got um, you know fake flowers and mm, yeah, whatever. Yeah, yeah. So she's made a giant cupcake and she's got helium balloons and whatever. And I think. I think part of that problem is that, like you said, we now think that if your clothes don't smell strongly of air freshener, they're not clean. But there's also that thing then of like, oh, if you are if you don't have all of these um, decorations at a party, you're not a good parent. You know, like, oh, yeah. your child's party is rubbish. And, and so... Oh, you didn't go to Costco and get the blah, blah, blah cake. And so then people feel like, oh, I need to have the decorations. But a lot of people do not have the time on their hands or even the money to sort of DIY certain things. So then what happens is they end up going 
and to Costco or wherever and buying plastic plates, balloons, plastic yeah, it, matching it, gets t- it does get tied napkins. in with the sort of the, the busyness and the lack of community is that like, you know, yes, back in the, back in the day that. you might have just been like, you'd have popped round to, you know, Brenda's house and said, oh, can I borrow some of your crockery? I haven't got enough crockery for the... Exactly. The, ...for the kids' party at the weekend or whatever, yeah. when you would have just pulled resources. Also, Instagram is a massive problem for this and Pinterest. Like, the aesthetic. The aesthetic. Oh, I'm having, like... Do you know what? I can't get out of my head. And I've this is so niche, and I feel the need to, to say this out loud. Just as an example. I just had this example in terms of children's parties and buying stuff to, like, decorate... And I get it because, like, if you look at Instagram and Pinterest, you're like, oh, I must have a balloon arch and I must have, like, drapes hung up in this village hall in order for it to look good. And and I understand that balloons are a very cheap way to sort of fill a space and make it look good. Mm-hmm. And I was thinking about Bluey. Oh, yeah. The kids' TV programme, which Josh and I love. Excellently done. Our daughter doesn't really care for it, which is good. She likes the theme tune, want and then we watch TV. the rest. Yeah, she she likes the theme tune, although she was crying in the car the other day. I put the theme tune on Spotify, and she couldn't care less. Yeah, but she likes the theme tune. She like, has to hear it and see it together, I think. Yeah. Anyway, I was thinking about how many of our sort of parent friends love Bluey. Yeah. And like our phase of parenting, you know, your one, two-year-olds, whatever. And how many people choose, like, a Bluey-themed birthday party? And I was like, it or would a be... a pig or a web. Yeah. I mean, Bluey was the thing I had in my head. Right. And I was thinking about this and, like, a Bluey-themed birthday party. And I was thinking how, like, supermarkets and whatever would market, like, the Bluey-themed helium balloon and the Bluey-themed paper plates and the Bluey-themed napkins. And the cups and, and, and the, the cups bags. and the party, plastic party bags and blah, 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 blah. And, like you know, bluey balloons and again, on this whole thing of stuff and money and whatever, it seems to be a real trend to have your cakes like made into some like extravagant character. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's been like when I was little, it was always like you need to have the cake of whatever. Really? If you like the Incredible Hulk, you have an Incredible Hulk cake. But my mum made all of our cakes. Yeah, my mum made our cakes as well. Oh, nice. But she would do them as characters. and Yeah, but they, it wasn't, if you particularly it wasn't like, like a three-layered wedding cake for your fifth birthday. No, but it was like, if you like Spider-Man, you have a oh, Spider-Man cake. Yeah, no, that's fine. But I feel like the level of cake decorating has gone... Maybe it's gone to another level. Another well, everything goes to another level now because of your TikToks and your reels and your things of people who, who you know, are artists in their own right and then everyone wants to emanate what mm. they're seeing and they want to then capitalise on a trend of, like, you know... My algorithms took me down a baking route recently, mm. and there was, there was like the current trend is uh, car- cartoon cakes. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's a, it, you look do like the cake cartoon. to make it look like it's two D. Yeah, from the way that it's decorated, and Clever. so people see that, and everyone's like, "Oh, I want to do the cartoon cake." I know. I just think. I mean, that's just that's like picking up a new craft. So I don't necessarily see a problem with that because it's an edible cake. No, yeah, yeah. But, but when 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 there's an entire aesthetic that involves you having to spend a lot, yeah, not make buy all the stuff that is disposable, exactly and stuff that does does have a planetary impact. And to me, that's just stuff. That is what I would call stuff. That is what I would call the definition of consumerism. This is no shade to anyone who's done it. And I get, it does, I like a theme. I like things to look nice. I like a pattern. Anyway, so I was sat there thinking, if we'd done a bluey-themed birthday party, 
what would I have done to have avoided, like... Oh, you thought, how, you, how would you have best it? Mm. Mm. Well, you could easily make the cake. Yeah, well, I suddenly had an idea about... A bit of a, yeah, fondant icing. I hate royal icing, that's not what this podcast is about. Um, pom-poms. I was like, what I would have done if cool. I'd had a bluey-themed party... Make a piñata? No. No. You're not going to smack bluey, are you? No, I find piñata's an okay. odd concept generally. I like a piñata, but not for Whack a character. Whack it to death and then <laughs> its guts fall out. Yeah, yeah, but culturally it's been appropriated here, hasn't it? Because yeah, I'm sure culturally... Is it Central America? It was yeah. South America? Yeah. I'm sure it m- makes more sense there, yeah. yeah. Uh, when it's sold in Tesco's as a little llama, it doesn't make much sense to no, us. It anyway, uh, no, I would have done pom-poms. I would have just done an ode to... I'm not saying this is for everyone. The colour palette. Yeah, I would have done a colour palette. I would have just done, right, this is a blue and orange for Bluey and Bingo hmm. themed party. And I would have just had, like, blue pom-poms and orange pom-poms. Presumably you'd have rented a dozen dogs to run around. <laughs> no? <laughs> Don't is that... make the mick. <sighs> no, I just thought I would have just hung a bunch of blue and orange pom-poms around the place. Or blue and orange bunting. And we would have played the theme bunting. tune on a loop yeah, for exactly. the entire thing. And that would have been great. great. And I, I might have made, I might have painted a little bluey on a cardboard box. We would have had a barbecue because yeah. they're Australian. Okay, you're taking the mick out of me, but I'm, <laughs> this is what I'm genuinely suggesting. Well, yeah, so it's, it's thinking about what you're saying here to take it to the broader theme is when there's a situation... You that sound like the lady that marks my exams on my course. <laughs> she was like, um, Beth, no, no, she, too, might, she might listen to this. <laughs> no, she won't. You're going into too many details yeah, for she, examples. She was, yes, did I tell you that? You did tell me that. Yeah, she was just like, oh, your examples are very specific. It's like, yes, because I'm applying it to my life. Yeah, but then bring it back to the macro. Yeah. Which say when a situation, uh, an event, uh, an occasion, a period of your life comes up that could become very stuff heavy, Mm. troubleshoot the stuff light version. Exactly. And I also think start, start... So parties are obviously a classic example. Massively. But I also just think, question why you're doing it. Just start asking that question. Why am I doing this? For the gram. That's what it is. It's got to look good. It's got to photograph well. And also, with the whole stuff, I mean, maybe there there isn't enough content on this one for its own podcast, so maybe we can just sort of smush it in here. I don't get this whole thing. This sort of blends into what you were saying about earlier about community, because this is a crossover with community. The more we live in community... Our most listened to episode. Is it? Incidentally. That's so crazy. I think that's brilliant because I think community is a massive, massive, massive part of this, massive part of this this topic mm. and this issue that we have um, massively. I, I cannot... Do you want to say massive? Anyway? No, I just, I literally <laughs> cannot emphasise how much I think it's so much of a problem. And I think stuff is a is in a Venn diagram. Is a, the Venn diagram overlap between stuff and community. Yeah, it's because... If we're living individualistic lifestyles, and that is no, again, no fault of, of any individual. It's unfortunately how we've been set up in, in recent decades in our society. We've moved away from that sort of village model of living and community living. Um, we we don't share things and we've become very possessive over our things. Everyone and feels like, like they need to have their own stuff. Oh, I must have my own stuff. And, like, everything must well, be it becomes new. Well, it becomes like a pride point as well. Yeah. Being like, you, you have to have your own full set of power tools. You have to have your own 
full set of... How many things are people drilling? And how often? Culinary, whatever's. Um, yeah, it does become sort of like, have you really adulted unless <laughs> unless you've acquired one of all of these stuffs? Yeah, and I think even, I mean, a great step like we talked about before, is if you are going to acquire things, and you can acquire like secondhand party bits and all sorts, go secondhand for sure. I would say the next stage is to question whether you need it at all. Oh, yeah. So like getting it secondhand is fab. And that's great. And that and that's reusing something that's already out there. So I think that is super. And I would rather that that thing was reused and it would be, it's better that that thing is reused. But I guess the question is, do, do I even need it? Like, Or is there like a homemade version of it that you could do? Mm, so mm. like when you're going on that hen do, yeah. could you embroider a sash? I've never done that and I'd love to. Could you turn an old Alice band into a tiara? There you go. I'm giving you all the ideas here. You're taking the mick out of me. No, I'm actually not. <laughs> I mean, I a bit, but. <laughs> um, well, like, and I'm not coming at people for personalisation either, but that's a tricky one. It, that there's this such a trend, I think, as well, for things to be personalised, and that makes Everyone things so to... specific, and yeah. it becomes really hard to reuse something. Yeah. If if it's personalised. Um, but I embroidered, we may have touched on this already, I embroidered the word one onto a jumper I got secondhand for our daughter for her first birthday. For her once birthday. For her once birthday. Um, but she can now wear it throughout the year because she's still one, believe it or not. And I can literally just unpick the stitching mm. and she can wear that jumper again or whatever. Until it- until, until, until she grows out of it. Yeah, because it's an oversized jumper. She'll probably still be wearing it when she's two. So um, I can I can unpick it. Or I can unpick it and then just pass the jumper on to mm-hmm. someone else or, you know, subsequent children. Yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because because having, a you know, an engraved this and a personalised this and a, this has got a, a veneer sticker on it or whatever. That's vinyl. Got, vinyl? That's what I meant. Decal. Yeah. Uh, that's got a name or, you know, mm. a date or a da, da. It does mean that, you know, those things then can't be given to charity shops. Yeah, because, yeah. You know. Although a good thing I would say, if you do find yourself in that position, is sell it. Because I went on Vinted and I was searching our daughter's name. And believe it or not, just to see this is what I mean about my Vinted addiction. Why was I searching well, her name on Vinted? Why were you doing that? Because I was seeing... So then you found stuff that was like yep. personalised for that name. name. Yeah, yes, I was. You could search like Beth on Vinted and it was like Beth dressing gown, Beth slippers, Beth purse. So oh, for goodness I know, I'm but... I'm definitely going to try it with Josh, but for goodness sake. <laughs> yeah, like, and our daughter's name is not... I wonder what things have got embroidered... Jo- I wonder if there's like Josh pants. <laughs> I wouldn't buy that. You those. don't need more stuff. <laughs> Please, you don't need more stuff. Please. Um, you don't need I more. I would be tempted by like a Josh tie there. Tie? Just so I've got a tie with my name on it. Why though, Josh? This is the whole point of this episode. Why do you need that? You see, I'm susceptible. I know, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. And I do think, again, when you start sharing and when you think about living with less, we move away from this whole need this, need that, need to be purchasing, need to be consuming, need to be like da-da-da all the time. And we can literally enjoy... I know it sounds very like twee, 
But it's true. We can genuinely enjoy like the really nice things in life. Like at the moment, our daughter is absolutely obsessed with ducks. It costs us absolutely nothing to walk to the park and have her like ack, ack, at a duck. That's the she noise does, she makes. She does make that noise. Um, at ducks. Yeah, or like, you know, we can go on a walk or, we, you know, we live near London, so we have prox- proximity to museums. There are so many things that you can just like... The other day, on Sunday, we went to um, we went to church and then our friend's church, we visited our friend's church. That sounds weird to say. It was our church. Then we moved house. So anyway. We went back to our we old church. We went back to our old church is what I should have said, um, which was so lovely. Uh, got a little mention. They were like, oh, look, Beth and Joshua is a thing, which was very nice. Yeah. And why are you yapping me? Well, it's an agreement term. Okay. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Um, and then we went and had lunch yeah. with our friends and you made an apple crumble. I did. And we said that we had a roast dinner, had an apple crumble, and we just had a lovely day. Right. It was just such a nice day. And I was like, no one bought anything. No one, you know, didn't go shopping. Mm. I just literally had a day with friends. It was like, it was a nice, what, you know, like, slow a Sunday. Nice slow, slow day, but in like the good way. Yeah, yeah. Lovely. Lovely. And it just made me think that I really need to get away from just buying things, even on vintage, even secondhand. And this constant, like, because I noticed that I feel very dissatisfied. I'm like, when I go on a little vintage trawl, I'm like, oh, I need this. I need that. I need that. That's going to help our problems. That's going to, that's going to make our life easier. Mm. I fall into the trap. I, I market to myself. Yeah. I like look at things secondhand. No one's marketing that to me. There's no tagline. And I'm like, I need that. It will make my life easier. Which yeah. is just nonsense. And and then we end up, things don't... Well, the biggest gripe at, in my life at the moment is that things don't have a home. There are a few things in a house that you like, I, that never got assigned a home and therefore you can never put it away and therefore we need, it starts to clutter. We all, need to sort your life out in our Did house. we need it in the first place? There or, are genuinely the, things in or, our loft we haven't used and, in But then there decade. are some things that like we obviously do need in our life that don't have a home because the places where we might like to keep the vacuum cleaner are full of stuff. But, you know, you, you, need, you need to have a way of cleaning your floors. Mm. It would be lovely to have a little cubby. We've got a perfectly good cupboard under the stairs. Can't really use it, though. It's full of stuff. Yeah, it is full of stuff. It is not an ideal situation. So the antidote to this, I think, is just to question what you're bringing into your home. To share as well. And just to try and find things in life that don't involve buying anything, which I know is tricky. It's a good question to ask yourself. Is there a a way that doesn't involve a new thing? Yeah. Can I borrow it? Can I make it? Can I repurpose something else I've already got going on here that I I don't... That hierarchy of waste that we talked about way back when. Exactly. Exactly. Definitely. It's a nice thing to think about a way of finding it. And sometimes, it. like, okay, so we went to, this is going to feature, we can move on to a wow wow ding ding. We're moving on to the wow wow ding ding? Yeah, because I feel like this is going to be a little bit of a, an. Um, a sojourn. Ooh. What does that mean? Yeah, you know, like a. Off piste. Uh, a little. A little uh, Meander? Yeah. Ah. A sojourn. Oh, lovely. Yes, we're meandering towards the wow wow ding dings. Okay. Because. I feel like uh, that they're, they're interlinked, intertwined, follow on from each other. Um, synonym, synonym, synonym. Mm, mm, mm. I was just trying to see if I get the word iteration in, because I like the word that word. Anyway, um, we on I, I have a non-working day, because I have compressed my hours so I can spend a day with our child. And on said non-working day, you were also not working. 
to bring it back to the beginning of this podcast. Right. Um, and my parents had our daughter, and I've sort of lost the plot with her room not being... She's in with us, which is why her room is like... A nightmare. Okay, right. I feel like, look, let's just establish what your story is saying before you start telling it. Otherwise, nobody's got a clue. We're going to Ikea. <laughs> Thanks. We Right. Point one. <laughs> we would like to get our daughter's bedroom ready for her to live in. Yeah, but... Point two. This required, amongst other things, a trip to Ikea. Yeah, right. Continue your story. Okay. Now we all have a context. <laughs> But point three, the reason that it required a trip to IKEA, and the reason that we're it's trying we to sort out her room is because we had too much stuff. Star. We've got too much stuff, and then we counteracted too much stuff by buying more stuff. Well, and this is the predicament. So just to be honest, we we brought more things into our life. Yeah, because stuff warrants stuff. Exactly, and that's the that's the problem as well, isn't that's it? That's my wah wah. Yeah. There's a pile of stuff. To be fair, a couple of days later, quite a few bags of things left this house. That is very true. So, would you like to, to, to tell everyone what we did? Well, we just we needed a way. So, we've got a lot of clothing, baby clothing, children's clothing. Um, She's now very, in... Very, very few of it. Well, I mean, you've vintage it quite a lot. But actually, com- comparatively little of what we have it was even purchased secondhand so much of it was was donated given. and given to us by friends. friends who have children who are older friends who um have sort of what do they children who are older well yeah or, or just like clothes that they didn't want anymore or uh, even if they might have more kids they're like oh well i don't want it anyway whatever so we took you know we've got and a, our a niece, lot of stuff our niece is three weeks older than our daughter um and so your sister was given a lot as well from like her neighbours and her friends and people at work. So then we like shared ba- those sorts of bags. So we were of just stuff sort of sharing coming, bags and things. Like, so a lot of things from you know from newborn all the way up to like five years, five year old stuff mm. we've been given. And so like slowly you're accumulating that, and you're like, well, there's you know there's a reason why we're saying yes, yes, please, we would happily take that bag of stuff. Oh, and happily, by the way. Oh yeah, uh, yeah, we're like really, really grateful. But obviously, it then becomes. An ever-growing pile. And and then you're like, okay, well, I'll put that in the carry bag and I'll put that in the thing and I'll, okay, well, we'll try and sort it into into categories. And oh, yeah, and it always, we were lacking a system. So this is stuff that arguably it's nice to, to have because it means that we're prepared for the next stage and should we have any more children, we're prepared to go back to the beginning again. Exactly. Which is good. But it was carnage in the loft. <laughs> it was and it, absolute and it, carnage. And it was also filling up her room. So we, we went to Ikea with the purpose of then buying a lot of storage boxes yeah. So that we could then categorise everything by age. Nine. We bought nine storage nine boxes. Nine storage boxes. So we could categorise everything by age, label it, Sort stack it, out, it stack it sort it out properly to, so actually to be more efficient with the use of space in the loft well because the thing is with bags so technically we bought new things didn't get rid of those things but all of a sudden it looks better but then um, my parents had her for like six hours so we got back from Ikea we had lunch at Ikea as well I had the plant meatballs they were good anyway um, when we, in Ikea when in Ikea yeah when in Ikea I, we, don't, we don't really love Ikea we're not really Ikea people well I find the whole thing confusing. It's very stressful. I just want to go to the marketplace. This is the thing I was going to say about IKEA. I get when I was in there, I was like, I understand why people go to IKEA. It's a very convenient shop. Is it? 
It's really confusing shop. You no. can't find anything to buy. No, not. I'm like, it, can I pick this up? No, it's actually part of somebody's living room. <laughs> what? No. No, don't go around the oh, show. Oh, I see. Room you ha- it, got, it has a, a label and you have to then go and find that in the basement. <laughs> I can't. It's a lot. <laughs> yeah, but the market hall is a good place. Okay. Because the market hall is where we got the rug. You could just go and pick something. Uh, that, that was, but that's that was... just like a normal shop. Yeah, but it has everything, doesn't it? We picked up, while we were there, we picked up a spatula, a plant pot, rug, and nine storage boxes. That's so random. It was a random collection of things, That's yeah. what I'm saying. Like, I, I can see why people go to Ikea, and I can see it's the ease, everything's in one place. Like, it is hard, especially, like, with a rug. And I think I've been quite lucky that we've never really had things that smell of smoke. Maybe bought one thing once that smelled smoke a second hand a second hand thing yeah Yeah. once and like other than that never one item and that was it and to be fair with the amount we buy that was pretty good um but i can understand with things like soft furnishings or rugs and we needed this rug for her room to be a specific size i mean to be honest we want the carpet done but we want the carpet done on the stairs as well we just can't really afford to do both at the moment so we were like right let's just buy a big rug for her room and that will solve the problem but to buy a big rug second hand it's just well things like that where you you kind of need a specific measurement exactly and you're like well that's a lot of trawling to go through to find one and, uh, and to be fair, probably you gonna find one in gretna green or something i did look did you yeah i did look but i just i always look just in case but then yeah and you worry with things like rugs that it's gonna it's gonna be you know stained or it's gonna be marked. I don't know. Yeah, smell of smoke or pets or pet hair or. I mean, we've got cats, so pot kettle black. But, um, but yeah, no. The the one thing second hand that was good about IKEA was that we want this um bed for our daughter's room, the IKEA Kura, and I've been looking at it second hand. So we got to try out. Well, when we the were showroom. well when we were going around the showroom and we got into the children's section, I was like, ah. Oh, this is the bed. So I dove right in. Yeah, so Josh was like, I'm just going to lie in it and see if it'll fit me. And I was like, okay, and it fine. does. So yeah, Josh lay on it. I was like, people are coming. Stop it. Um, why was I telling this story? Um, I don't even, I don't think anyone knows, <laughs> if I'm honest. I think my point was, sometimes you do need stuff to well, do it, handle the so stuff. So it's your wow wow. Our wah wah, isn't it? Yeah. That we had to buy a bunch of storage boxes and new things <laughs> in an attempt, brand new, in an attempt to make our house look less stuffy. One of the things I don't like is that I do, I don't like that we have in the past and more than once ended up buying duplicates of things that we already had because we can't find it. Oh yeah, like, that is just frustrating. It's isn't it? So unnecessary, and they've both been second hand. But that's not that's not a good sustainable plan, is it? Like, no. and and I think this is what I mean about things needing homes. And actually, now everything's in the loft. It's ne- labeled like naught to three, three to six. Well, the the baby clothes, the, the rest no, of the loft sorry. is carnage. The rest of the loft is carnage, but the baby clothes are stacked in stackable boxes. And in fact, there are a few bits because we were then clearing out the rest of um, what will be her room. And there are a few extra bits of like clothing in there. And as I was putting her to bed tonight, I was like, oh, can you run those up into the loft? How easy was that? Because we knew exactly where they needed to go. Was it easy? Yeah, it was. Yeah, you literally just looked at the... I was like, that box, that box, that That box. That box, done. Exactly. I know. And in terms of like, I think we've said before, like we try not to have too many toys for her and we try to do a little bit of a toy rotation. It's been really good because 
again, we've been given like some lovely things for when she's older. And we are really privileged to have loft space. I do know that. So we do want to keep it. But um, I I said to you, I said, I don't want to get to a point that she's like two, three, four, five. And I buy her secondhand toys or gift uh, books for her to play with or read. And it turns out we had it in the loft. Yeah. Like that's, that's so you've got to have a good inventory. You've got to have gotta a good know system. What you've got. If you do have stuff, because we do, people, one does collect stuff. Yeah. And particularly when you get, when you have a baby, look, people want to get the baby gifts. People want to buy presents. People yeah. want to um, pass things down. Um, and you don't want to say no to those things because they're so, ge- they're such, gener- such generosity. And you're, you're giving. giving it another life and you, and like, you love yeah. it. And also like thinking of like, you know, any siblings or friends of ours that might so, yeah. have other kids that we could then, pass that stuff on to so yeah so so knowing that we are in a world where it's really hard not to have stuff sometimes mm. with the best will in the world you've got to be organized with your stuff otherwise and i think stuff, one of the stuff begets stuff and i think yeah oh latin thank you stuff begets is it? stuff no no <laughs> <laughs> i'm pretty sure begets is not latin no but the books that i like they talk. They use the word baguettes a lot. Baguettes is a good word. Yeah. Sounds like baguettes. As well. <laughs> no, I thought that. Um, we had a too good to go the other day. Too good to go baguettes. We did have too good to go baguettes. Um, no, one of the other issues I have about hoarding things that's less on the buying consumerism, but more about the letting go, is because I get so stressed about putting things in the bin, mm. and I think a lot of the things in our house probably just need to go in the bin. A lot of them do at this point. The things that we've hold, held on to, the things that are in the loft. Yeah. Probably that just... That has moved with us from house to house. Yeah. Although, um, after clearing it out, we took several items to the tip to be recycled, so it was good, like wood and hard plastic and metal and stuff. And books. And books. There was a book recycling... And there was a book recycling section. System. That was good. And I gave four bags to Kid Eco in Lakeside of, like, toys and clothes that she's outgrown or stuff that, like... She just never played with the things yeah. that I like bought secondhand and she just wasn't interested in. And we had a whole conversation about it. And we were like, why are we keeping this? Like, she didn't wear it, or like, you yeah, know, yeah. I bought it and it wasn't like quite a few things we've had issues with is they didn't fit over the cloth nappies. And if we have subsequent children, we we will cloth nappy there's, again. But there's plenty of so, other babies out there exactly. who have small bums. Exactly. Not big bum like her. Anyway, so what is your official wah wah? My official wah wah is stuff related to mm. fresh from today. Fresh from today? Oh, uh, no. I know. What did you do today? You well, were here. I know, well, no, I went out, didn't I? Um, I, I? I don't know if anybody is is in this camp too, but I like when I go to the supermarket, mm. I like, Beth finds this annoying, I like to snake every, every aisle. aisle. I like to go up and down every aisle. For the love because I of quite like I quite like the journey of it. And it means that even though you go with your list, potentially, or you, you have it in your head about the things that you need, you then walk past and you're like, ah, I knew that was, yeah, tea bags, which happened today. I, I only only remembered that we needed tea bags because I was walking up and down an aisle that I would not have just... Did you buy Clipper? Yeah. Yeah, I had a weird moment where I went to get make you a cup of tea today. Right. Which is weird because I don't make the tea in our house, you do. Yeah. You do everything. It's questionable what I bring to this marriage. But anyway. Many things. <laughs> we'll go back to Clipper. Name them. Um, yeah, so I opened the tea jar and I was like, this is weird. 
Josh said we didn't have any tea and it was full. But I didn't realise you'd replenished it. Right, but I would not have noticed it. It's only because I walked past it in the aisle. Mm. But I walk it up and down all the aisles, which is great, unless you are in Aldi or Lidl, because then, of course, you have the famous middle, middle aisle, aisle, which, you know, is just a bunch of crap that people don't need. I said crap. <laughs> I, I'm going to live with it. <laughs> it's a bunch of stuff that you don't need. So I was walking up and down. And I was like, I will walk up and down the middle aisle because I like to be thorough. I don't want to miss any. It's a bit like... Did you buy something from the middle aisle? I sort of treat myself like I'm Pac-Man and you've got to get all the dots from all the aisles. So I was walking up and down the middle aisle mm. and I bought something. You didn't tell me this. No. What did you buy? Well, it was £1.79. That doesn't matter. What was it? More filthy who has. Oh, I saw those and I thought, I looked at those and I thought, I don't think there are old felty hoo-hahs. They're new felty hoo-hahs. You didn't go to B&Q. Uh, just to define for the listener, <laughs> a felty hoo-ha. <laughs> it's the felt sticker pad. It's the little adhesive felt thingies that go on the bottom of chairs and tables. So and don't thing, scratch the floor. And things that might scratch your wooden floors because we have... Wooden, wooden floors. floors. And a lot of them, they, 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 they sort of get, they fall off or the cat eats them. <laughs> yeah, or, pretty much the cat will or they get Or they get covered in dust or whatever. They lose their, like they fall off once and then the, the adhesion's gone because they've picked up a hair or something. I personally don't think we need felty hoo-hahs in our life. <laughs> you love them. I really quite like it when you move a chair and it's like, and it's all smooth. Whereas, Aided by the felty hoo Rather than, <laughs> You know. Anyway, so I saw them and I was like, one pound seventy nine, and it's like, uh, it's like two dozen of the tiny ones, two dozen of the medium ones, and then a big square of it, so you can cut it to size. And I was like, that is a good value for filthy hoo-hahs. <laughs> so <laughs> that I was unnecessary. Yeah, it was. Yeah. But I. So that's my wawa. Oh no, that's pretty. Bad. I middle aisled it. Yeah. And I don't usually do that. Normally, quite good. I was tempted by a hot air gun. <laughs> oh, what is that? It's like a power tool. That you would use to, like, melt plastic. Why do you need that? <laughs> and they are useful. I'm not describing it well. Why do you need that? They're... You don't need that. No. Consumerism. Exactly. I didn't buy it, though. Good. If you There's need... There's also a great tea, tea box. What's... It's like a little wooden box with a Perspex lid, with the, and you open it, and it's got the little compartments for the different types of tea. We don't need that. Again, you don't need that. You don't. You but it's only because we've got a little plastic tub up there. Yeah. It's got, like, all Reusing. the different fruit teas in it. Yeah. I thought... Oh, how nice would they be? I was thinking about our loft, and I was like, oh, how nice would it be? All categorised by flavour. <laughs> <laughs> didn't buy it, though. Didn't buy it. So, well done. I'm very proud of you. Good. What's your ding-ding? No, I didn't have a... I didn't officially say my wah-wah. Oh, oh, I thought it was Ikea. Yeah, it was. Oh, right. But I need to say that. Say it out loud. My wah-wah was Ikea. Storage boxes. Mm. Mm. Actually, the wah-wah about Ikea was... I didn't bring my water bottle in from the car. I don't think I brought a water bottle on that trip. And I got thirsty you because did. we were out for three hours. Yeah, that's bad. Yeah, and we bought an orange juice that was in plastic. But I suppose the ding-ding there... Well, because the water machine was broken up oh, here. The the water machine upstairs was broken. No, no in, the ca- in the canteen. I know, but in oh. the canteen at the bottom it wasn't. Oh. There's two canteens. Right. So we drank the orange juice upstairs and then when you were buying us cinnamon rolls <laughs> downstairs, I was like, oh, their water thing is working. So I rinsed out the orange juice thing because I took it home to recycle and I filled it with water. There we are and you got to reuse it. A small ding-ding. Is, ding. is that your ding-ding? 
Uh, yeah, I think there are many. No, actually, that wasn't going to be the ding ding. The ding ding was going to be um, on the community line. Right. Um, was that you had sort of fluey symptoms the other week. I did. And I went... Funny turn. You had a funny turn. And you've been looking after our daughter a lot recently. Also, I've decided to take it upon myself, apparently, just to go out all the time. So you've been doing bedtime a lot. So Which is nice. Yeah. It's nice, yeah, for me. Um, <laughs> but anyway... Uh, I was working on Saturday, you were very poorly, and my parents were working, so they couldn't have her. So I phoned a friend, and that was very nice, because it felt like, oh, this is community living. It was, yeah. And it it's good. like, because I think sometimes it's hard to say, like, oh, I need help. Well, because we, yeah, we are so encouraged in all aspects to like live our isolated individualist exactly lives where we have all of the things that we need and we don't we're not allowed to knock on our neighbor's door and ask to borrow exactly and this does this does add to like the piles of stuff we have in our lives because we don't live in community and so i text her i said are you awake she's often awake very early she's a teacher she's lovely and i said are you awake she said yes i'm awake i was like long shot sent her a voice note totally fine if you can't have her but can you have our daughter she was like would love to getting dressed now there and then i took her over they had a lovely day together that's really good really nice yeah that was my ding ding great um yes my ding ding christmas present from father christmas yes father christmas got me a silicon baking sheet, sheet mm. so that i don't have to use baking parchment or which is fine. Like again, nothing that wrong. Or foil or anything else that you might want to put on a baking tray. Or have you mm. silicon baking sheet? Reusable. Reusable can wash. Also, I watch a lot of patisserie programs, and they all use them. Do they? Yeah, like when they. I don't make... think Father Christmas knew that. Yeah, like if you watch Bake Off the Professionals when they make their macarons, they always do it on one of those. Oh, you're gonna make me some macarons. But they, they have special silicon baking sheets that have circles like on them that is the size of the blob of macaron batter all that sort of stuff anyway. can you make me some macarons mm, maybe please <laughs> i don't like them yeah but i do okay i'll make them for you thank you anyway i have been using my silicon baking sheet extensively yes i used it just now to make some cookies it's great isn't it it's wonderful it's really good big fan yeah i don't really know why it's taking me this long no i have one no, I don't know why we haven't done that before. But excellent. It's an excellent life. Excellent eco switch. And we got it from the refill. Father cabin. Christmas got it from the refill cabin. How, do you, how do you know that Father Christmas got it from the refill cabin? Because I saw it there. Yes. <laughs> I know that she sells them. <laughs> that was good. Yeah, lovely. That was good. I have no idea what we're going to do in a fortnight. We've got many options. We've got two weeks to figure it out. So if anyone would like to do a request, a request? Oh, we could open it out for request. Yes. How about that? Tell us what you would like. Tell us on Instagram at woe underscore pod. Or you can tell us via email. Mm. Can't you, Beth? Yeah. What's that? Woepod at gmail.com. Yeah, it is. I just guessed and I'm glad I guessed right. You guessed it right. Let us know through whatever channel or medium seems fitting to you. Hello, Trevor. Oh, Trevi Trev Trev's come to join the Matt's fun. come to join in the end of the thing. Oh, Unfortunately, no. cats can't be heard on podcasts. It's a known fact. Yeah. Oh, but I just kissed his furry head. <laughs> um, anyway, uh, we've had enough. You've had enough, for sure, listening to all this waffle. So, um, Have we'll, a great fortnight. We'll, um, we'll speak to you again. 
Bye. Bye.